0: and you never knew. A week earlier, Jane had told him about a place that was run by the Catholic Church and suggested that it might be a good alternative to public school. Warren knew about Nazareth Hall. He saw the kids sometimes when he drove past the buildings, and he felt compelled to look away. Jane told him that there were professionals on the staff, psychiatrists, and nuns who had done graduate work in developmental psychology and mental retardation. Some of them had clinical experience in hospitals. Warren told her he would think about it. The sun was going down in a milky haze just over the tops of the trees. A sound caught the air. A screech or a cry. It was hard to tell. It could have been a cat, or a woman, or a child. It occurred to Warren how difficult it was to find respite from the prevailing strain and watchfulness that he felt. He had spent his entire life around men, and for most of it, held authority over them, but he did not feel comfortable in their midst. Marvin Holland, the Barnstable chief of police, had suffered a heart attack a month earlier as the next ranking officer, Warren, was acting in his place. The chief was 65, and with a history of health problems, it was likely he wouldn't be coming back to work. There was a good possibility that Warren would be appointed in his place, though there was the fact that he was not a native and had grown up in Boston. It made for the kind of provincial drama that people found irresistible. The subject of Marvin Holland and the chief's position triggered in him an unpleasant alertness. He was wary, grasping, and anxious, the way ambition always made him. He felt unmoored. What did he want, he wondered. The future stirred like a big animal whose sleep has been disturbed. From the doorway where he stood, he looked into the darkness of the little house where his police radio sat on the kitchen counter, as silent as a stone. The next day, Warren was in his office going over the call log from the midnight to eight shift when the two detectives came in. Ed Jenkins and Phil Dunleavy were tight-lipped and businesslike, and they offered no greeting as Jenkins took up a post leaning against a file cabinet, and Dunleavy sat across the desk from Warren. Ed Jenkins was one of those small men whose comportment declares they are someone to be reckoned with, He had a bent nose, an aggressive set to his jaw, and he moved with the exaggerated confidence of someone whose stature makes him doubt himself. Jenkins could be foul-mouthed and act the big city wise guy when he needed to, but in fact, Warren knew him to be modest and self-deprecating. Dunleavy was a big rangy figure with narrow shoulders and a slight stoop in his posture. He had fine receding blonde hair going to white and an impassive face, a bit jowly and aristocratic looking. Warren had worked with Jenkins and Dunleavy long enough to know they were skilled and dependable. At times, he felt overwhelmed running the department, and he was grateful for their presence. A boy had been missing in Truro for four days It was outside of Barnstable's jurisdiction, but Warren had called the Truro chief of police that morning to see if there was any information he could work on from this end. The chief was uncooperative, as expected. He had the state police working with him, and didn't Warren have his own troubles over there? There was a stack of pictures of the child on the desk. A broad grin, freckles on the bridge of his nose, a crew cut with a cowlick in the front. The picture had been given out to all the patrols to post in grocery stores, on street corners, and phone booths. Warren asked the two detectives, Have you guys got anything at all figured on this kid? Just what we got on the teletype, said Dunleavy. That's Truro's thing. We weren't even looking at it. Were we supposed to be looking at it? No, I was thinking we could help out if they'd give us some information to work with. I talked to their chief this morning. And? Nothing doing. He's a horse's ass, said Jenkins. If there's anything new, they're sitting on it, Dunleavy said. The kid probably wandered into a pond somewhere. They got the Stadies working on it, don't they? Jenkins said. Let them figure it out. The true cops couldn't find the kid if he was standing out in front of the station. Warren turned.